Why is it that when someone asks you to just trust them, you just don't? Because trust is tricky. You can't just say it. You have to back it up. AAA Auto Insurance has been doing that for over a hundred years. As quickly as a car accident happens, AAA starts to set things right, matching you with the right experts who make your claim their priority until you're back behind the wheel. Talk to a AAA insurance agent at your local AAA store today or visit AAA.com slash insurance to learn more about AAA. Blog Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. Love 
That's our theme song, The Love Zone USA. Ah, yeah, tonight, tonight, tonight. I couldn't wait for tonight. The Love Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart and we live and learn. Our other motto this year is we're trying to spread love all over the world. You know, Jesus walked the earth to do one thing, and that was to spread love. And that's what we're going to do with the power of the Internet. I think God made the Internet so that we could spread love all over the world. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for uh, stopping by this evening, and we hope and trust that you'll uh, stick and stay with us. It's a nice show. I think it's going to be very interesting. Hopefully, as we always say, we're here to educate, elevate, and most importantly, entertain. And we are going to try to do that. But most importantly, it's uh, about education, you know, because We've often said that the uh, divorce rate in America is too high, and this show is going to try to make a little dent. It's our uh, mission, maybe mission impossible, some people might say, but we don't think it is. It's our mission to uh, try to focus on an area that might help the divorce rate. And we figured instead of working on the back end, where a lot of our guests, doctors and relationship experts uh, have their field of expertise, we work on the front end, the dating aspect. You go down the aisle in Barnes and Nobles, you probably can find books on how to find a job, how to get a job, how to interview, how to prep yourself, all that good stuff. Then you can go down another aisle and see everything that you need to know of, how to find a house, which realtor, what to look for, size, shape, mortgage, yeah, all that good stuff. But as I always say, I think God is laughing because... When he puts in a marriage vow, till death do you part, doesn't mention career, and it doesn't mention a home. As I've told many people, a career, well, that can be, uh, I guess, eliminated with the fact that your boss may not like you. One man not like you, you may lose your job. That's right. Just one man not like you, and you'll lose your job. With a house, get a 30-year mortgage on that. And with a strike of a match, it can be over. So you got a mortgage and you got a career. And neither one of them has the commitment till death do you part in marriage vows. And people don't put enough emphasis on that? Is that a joke? Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's funny. I really don't. I'm laughing because... People put more emphasis on looking for a damn job or a damn house versus a soulmate, a lifelong mate, someone they're going to marry and make a commitment to. So it's been our, you know, mission to try to help and disseminate information. As we say, you can live and learn here inside the Love Zone USA. You can live and learn via the callers. You can live and learn via our guests. You can live and learn through the expertise of some of the specialists that we bring on. And, yes, I'm your host, unlike another disc jockey, comedian, who uh, touts himself as a relationship guru. I don't tout that. I don't tout that. I'm here just like you, to live and learn. And I have experiences, so I can voice my opinion. And, I, and if you can call in, well, guess what? I got a microphone, and it's my show, so I can voice my opinion. And it's usually pretty strong. So on that note, uh, let's talk about some of the, the show tonight. 
the show is entitled Why We Pick Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. Why We Pick Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. So if you're single out there, you made a mistake. Why? Because you picked Mr. or Mrs. Wrong. Now, I know many of you are saying to yourself, well, no, it wasn't a mistake. Well, you're not together. Hello, knock, knock, is anybody home? If you're not together, it was a mistake. If it was right, why are you not still together? Come on, call me up. I'm going to open up the phone lines in a minute because I want to hear that one. I definitely want to hear that one. Yes, it is a mistake. I made them, and I'm willing to fess up to mine. For those of you floating around here thinking that you, because your relationship over and you chose somebody good and then it didn't work out at the end, hello, knock, knock, anybody home. Let me be the first to tell you, you made a mistake. You chose the wrong mister or the wrong missus, period. A mistake. And I know some of you are saying, well, it's only for the season. I learned something from it. They were part of my life for that period of time. Yeah, right. And that's good. Glad you did learn from it. We're going to find out if you call this line. We're going to find out exactly what you learned from it. So hopefully you can get it right the next time. That's what we're here to help you do. Get it right. Now, (laughs) I posted, that's right, it was me. I posted our promo for the show on Facebook. Oh, and it got a little action today. Uh, Let me go to it right now. Well, actually, I'm not going to go to it right now because I'm going to go to it after we take a music break. But I will say I posted some pictures of uh, Tiger Woods and his wife, which is an interracial couple. And I posted a picture of uh, Seal and his wife. And the title of the promo is Why We Picked Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. Well, a lot of people, well, a couple of people had some differences with that. And... uh I'm I'm here to straighten that out. I'm here to straighten that out. Now, some a young lady named Christy, she said it was uh, racist, and she was offended by it. Well, I just chose two couples that were recently in the news that I felt chose Mr. and Mrs. Right and Wrong, or Mrs. Wrong and Mr. Wrong. And uh, let's see. Um, lost my train of thought there, but but what what I was trying to display was two people who were married, and they're now divorced. And Seal is getting ready to get divorced for <laughs> various reasons. We're going to talk about those reasons. But I in no way, shape, or form thought it was racist, didn't mean it to be racist, nor offensive. But someone took offense to it, and we're going to talk about that. But the bottom line, you know, the, and, and you can go back. We got over 100 episodes. If you listen to any of my shows, you'll find out I'm the biggest proponent of love has no color. Like I started the show off, Jesus walked the earth to spread love. For me, love has no color. It doesn't discriminate like many women do because of age. No, 
Jesus didn't have any discrimination on love. You want to discriminate because you think he's too much older than you. I have no problem with an older man and a younger woman, nor do I have it vice versa. Love has no age discrimination on it for me. Let's get that straight. I'm going to take this to the, to the house tonight. Love has no ethnic Uh, discrimination for me. I don't care if you're Chinese and you're black or you're Indian and you're white. I don't give a rat's ass (laughs) if you find L-O-V-E. We are promoting love. Matter of fact, some of you women, younger women, need to be dating older men because some of the the riffraff y'all dating, (laughs) like they say, if you keep doing the same thing and (laughs) ending up with uh, uh, looking for different results, that's a sign of insanity. So, on that note, me and my producer, we're going to get into some music. But before I do, um, hold up, Tony. Like I said, the show is entitled, Why We Pick Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. It's here to help you. This show is designed to help you. Most of our shows are here for that purpose. And the author that we brought on this evening, that is where this title came from. He's written a book. His name is Justin Nutt. And... The title of the book is The Good Guy, The Bad Guy, and The Ugly Truth, whether you want to hear it or not. You know, hey, it's a self-help book for both men and women to find healthy relationships. That's what we're here to promote. We don't promote color. We don't promote age discrimination. I'm going to talk about all of that tonight, but uh, our guests will be here around 830. And we're going to get into some of this topic of why we picked Mr. and Mrs. Raw. And for those of you who are single out there, yeah, you made a mistake. Sorry to tell you. Newsflash. <laughs> On that note, here's a young lady that I'm getting ready to play for you right now. She wrote this song. And all she wanted in her next relationship was what Aretha talks about. A little... R-E-S-P-E-C-T. What do you want in your next relationship? Did you learn from the last one? We're going to find out if you call in. We're going to open up the phone lines right now. Here's the diva inside of Love Zone USA. Give it to me, y'all. 
sexy, talented Shaka Khan, who's going to be here inside the Love Zone USA on April 26th, a Thursday. It's designed, a show designed for you, as all of our shows are. That's our champagne toast and tribute to the Star Series, where uh, we're inviting her out to uh, come and talk to her fans. You're, you're a fan of Shaka Khan, you'll get a chance to call in and let her know what her music has meant to your life, whatever it has meant, and pay tribute to that legendary star who has done so much in the music and entertainment business. Yes, the versatility of singing R&B, jazz, and uh, a little bit of gospel. She's done it all. Shaka Khan, she's going to be right here live April 26th this month on our Champagne Toast and Tribute to the Stars series. As we're going to get back into uh, more music in a minute, I want to remind you that um, next month, our Champagne Toast and Tribute to the Stars series features Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, that's the group that's going to be here next month, May 31st, last Thursday of the month. And we're going to have uh, specials for both of these artists. Um, so you be sure to make sure you stay tuned. Uh-oh. Hmm. I better plug in my laptop, otherwise you guys won't hear me. Hold on. Whoa, didn't notice that. Battery getting ready to die. Not not on me. Not on my watch. This show. This show is <laughs> I can't have no batteries dying on this show. So anyway, um speaking in regards to that uh Facebook page where we have the interracial cu- couples there. Now let's talk about Tiger Woods and and his wife. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Wrong why? Well, you know, like I always say to women, you choose these ball players or these sports players in hopes of hitting a lotto. Yeah, that's right. A lot of women choose them, and they become groupies, and they go around yeah, just to hang close so these sports stars can, um, you know, they can get married to them and, and become hit lotto security. Well, did you ever realize you don't get that good playing a sport unless you're just playing the sport most of your life? Hello, knock, knock, anybody home? If you're on a basketball court, most of the time during the day after school, college, junior high school, pop Warner football, yada, yada, yada. What, what, other, what other things do you think, he, ladies, let me ask you, what, what other skills do you think he brings to the table to get that good? Do you think he dated a lot? Do you think he had a lot of time for dating? Do you think his social skills are really that good? I know when I played ball, all I did was play ball. Now, when you get that good to play pro, and I played against pro ball players. I didn't make it to the pros, but I played against pro ball players. Let me tell you, there's hours and hours of playing ball. Whether it's golf, Football, boxing, whatever. You don't get to that good in a sport unless you devote a lot of time to it. So in Tiger's case, ladies, have you ever heard the expression, sowing your oats? You think he had time to sow his oats? Not, not anybody home. Talk to me. <laughs> I sowed mine. And many men sow theirs. <laughs> 
And when your father takes you from golf course to golf course to tournament to tournament to da 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 yeah, you think he sold his oats? Hmm. Do you think she checked that before she said, I do? No, she was looking at the potential. Things that make you go, hmm. And you wonder why there's a divorce. Now, let's take Phil for a second. Someone wrote on Facebook. Now, I don't know how true it is, but I got a message on one of the Facebooks that uh, they that uh, Heidi, his wife, told a reporter she chose him because of the size of his penis. Hmm. Now, I can understand that. You want to fling with, 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 a, with a large because you hear these stereotypes and you want a large penis. Hmm. We had a guy on my show a few weeks ago, not too long, talking about that. Not every man has one, so if that's your fantasy, great. Hopefully it was fulfilled. Four kids later, he makes $15 million, She makes $70 million. He wants custody of the kids. She wants custody of the kids. <laughs> uh, it, uh, you know, I got to give credit where credit is due. In my Wendy Williams voice, how you doing? <laughs> I just love it. No, this isn't about race. This is about why somebody chose somebody and the reason they chose them, and they end up with Mr. or Mrs. Wrong. This is nothing to do about race. This is this idiotic reasons why you chose somebody. You know, matter of fact, I've asked this question a thousand times, over a thousand, when I'm at an airport sitting in the bar waiting for an airplane or wherever I'm at, in a club, da 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 And when I find somebody who says they're married, I say, my favorite question. Why did you get married? Why did you get married? Just ask that to some of the people you know. Why did you get married? And you'll find out all the asinine reasons. I was in love. I knew we'd make good babies together. I just loved his green eyes. Oh, he had a secure job. Just ask people. Go ahead. Take your own survey. Because I done did it over a thousand times. And the reason most people are divorced is because of the asinine reason why they get married. If you ask them that question, why did you get married? Yeah, take your own survey. And you'll find out why America has over a 50% divorce rate. I'm going to tell you my reason during the show, I think I've mentioned it before, but uh, I think people give some asinine reasons for why they get married or why they chose their mate. And if they focus more on the dating aspect, asking the right questions, because, you know, it was once said to me by a coach, what someone does in practice, 99.9 times they'll do it again. So, ladies, if you don't think, and gentlemen, if you don't think that uh, asking a question will solicit the right answer, trust me, everything a man or woman says can be backed up by their actions. Words have to line up with actions. Ladies, ask the guy, you know, ask him. Just ask him real quick when you're dating. What's your feeling about paying for dinner? Do you like to do it all the time? 
Or do you like to split the bill? If he says he, oh, you know, just to get in your punani, he just says, you know, I love paying the bill all the time. Give it about three months, ladies. See if the words line up with the actions. Hello, knock, knock, anybody home. So on that note, we're going to get into a little bit more music because my guest is here, and we're going to bring our guest on in just a minute, Mr. Justin Nutt, and we're going to talk about why people pick Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. So right now I'm going to go into some music, and and if you're picking Mr. and Mrs. Wrong, this is probably what's happening to you because of the fact that you are picking Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. Like my good buddy says, L.J. Reynolds, when you pick Mr. and Mrs. Wrong, nine times out of ten, it ends up because somebody's cheating. Here, size of love.
think about it for a while.
Well, that's our uh, Mr. Wrong. Song written or actually uh, performed by Mary J. Blige. She talks about the bad boys and uh, how they make her feel good, but she knows they're not right for her. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Well, that gives me reason to bring our guest in at this particular point in time, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome him to our show, The Love Zone USA. He's written a book entitled The Good Guy, The Bad Guy, and The Ugly. Let me go to line number two here and uh, bring our guest in, uh, Mr. Justin Nutt. Mr. Nutt, are you with with us? Yeah, yes, yeah, sure am. Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Uh, you have a book out, and why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your background first before we start talking about your book and why you wrote it. Uh, can you give our audience a little insight as to uh, what you do and a little bit about your background? Um, right now I work as a uh, clinical therapist at an agency in Kansas City, uh, Missouri. Um, I have uh undergrad in social work and am finishing my master's in social work right now. Um, plan to do private practice and write. So, um, as far as uh, the type of therapy that I do, a lot of it is relationship-based. Um, a lot of the issues that people have around relationships and the reasons that they have bad relationships. Right, right. And uh, let me ask you this, uh, just to kick things off: Why, why did you, you know, write this particular book? Um, I actually wrote it out of probably a little bit of frustration. I had had a lot of bad relationships myself. Um, I had also dated a lot of people who had had a series of bad relationships and that led to our dating not working out. So it was kind of, there was this problem and then it just seemed to perpetuate itself and there wasn't really a cut and dry answer on how to fix it. So I actually wrote a book about the subject. And let me ask you this. Why do you think the pattern of relationships is so hard to break once people get in that kind of uh, cycle where they're, they're constantly going into a pattern of what you might term or define as bad relationships? Uh, well, I think that the bad relationships come because, like, one after another and the pattern develops to begin with is due to the fact that we get used to a bad relationship. One bad relationship doesn't have as much damage as the next one, and the next one after that. And then it becomes a case of almost an addiction of the mind where, like, I smoke. I personally smoke, and there's a physical aspect to that where I have to go and buy the cigarettes. I have to light the cigarette. I have to inhale the cigarette, whereas love and emotions is all in the brain, and there's no physical sign, so it's hard to sometimes recognize that you're doing that you're picking those bad partners and those unhealthy relationships. Well, I always like to say that dating, the part of dating, which I think um, America has evidently gotten it wrong to, you know, because our, 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 our response here is that on the back end, you've got so much divorce. And if they fix the front end, and I've had a few psychologists on the show and doctors saying, yeah, that would be the place to, you know, um, Target. Why, why do you think that people just constantly make this mistake of choosing the wrong partner when they've had some experience as to what they don't want or what they should look out for? 
Um, I think it's a case of we get used to one thing. We come to understand that that's, you know, that's that the nice guy or the nice girl is an act. So when the truly nice person comes along, they don't they don't see it as necessarily actually you're a nice guy or you're a nice girl. It's oh well here's the act. You know when's the, when's the other shoe gonna drop? Because it's not you know any bad relationship. It didn't start on the first date with the woman saying something wrong and the guy yelling at her or the guy slapping her. That comes later after his charisma and everything has gotten her interested. Well, I totally agree. You know, and I I say here you can. <laughs> You usually can smoke out fake people within 90 days, 90 days or less, providing you check their actions against their words. And there's, there should be a lot of questioning going on. I, I, I know a lot of people hate for me to use this terminology, but I do, and I, I refer to it constantly. In companies, they do a lot of interviewing, and that means questioning and putting people through scrutiny because – uh, in the in the in the long term, they're trying to make a long term relationship or employer. At least that's the way it used to be. With death, do you part? Or some someone for those wanting that kind of commitment. Everybody doesn't want one. I already know that. But I think there should be a lot more scrutiny to the dating piece, which would hopefully eliminate the fakes pretty pretty early on. What's your feeling I- about that? I totally agree. I actually a lot of times use the exact same analogy that dating is the interview, marriage is the job. Mm. You know, it's you're dating, you're finding out if you want to date them. Everybody doesn't end up with the first person that they date right. or the first person that they like. I mean, it's just that's what dating is. Dating is getting to know somebody. And if you don't like that person, you don't have to marry them. But I think that's where the other piece may come in, which is that the bad guy or the bad girl, they, through their actions and through their words, put you in a place where you may not feel like you deserve anything better. They may be down your self-worth and self-esteem to where it's, you know, that you're rejecting the good guy, not just because it's something new or you think it's an act, but also because why, you know, why is he treating me like this? I don't, I don't see myself as beautiful. I don't see myself as handsome. You know, this is obviously, this is a lie or, you know, if, you know, the whole, if I don't want to be with somebody who wants to be with me kind of thing. And so there's the other piece of selecting the wrong person and not necessarily accepting the right one. Well, I think to your point, yeah, I just like to think that uh, I think the, the questioning that people do against the actions and if they do a lot of observance um, I tend to think that people, women and men, tend to let things flow. And that's where you get the actors and the actresses. And if you let them flow, then you're going to end up where it ends. We have an expression on the show that you should have a bones party early. And to me, these bones, they tend to drop along for about three months, 90 days, six months, maybe a year. And as someone once said, that you find out on the back end who you're really dating on the front end because they put on this facade. Because they've been dropping these bones one at a time because they didn't want to drop them all at once because you wouldn't be with them if they dropped all their bones uh, and skeletons out of the closet. 
and I think you can smoke out a lot of that early on if someone, and I'm only talking about committed, you know, possible marriage relationships or commitments. And to your point, I agree that the dating piece is an interviewing process. It should be quick, fast, and in a hurry. It, it, dating, to me, you can find out who a person is, is in, in 90 days if you have the right line of questioning. I I would totally agree with everything you said, actually, there. That, yeah, you can't drop all that baggage on somebody at the beginning, and there's going to be a little, wow, you know, they're really sharing a lot. But, right. yeah, you should be able to, you know, be able to ask the questions. And, you know, it's when the person doesn't want to answer that question that that should be a warning sign. I agree it, with that. Exactly. So if a woman wants commitment and she says, are you looking to get married? And if you found the right man, uh, how soon, uh, or woman, how soon would you get married? And a guy says, well, I would do it in uh, 90 days or six months or if it was the right woman. Well, what's the right woman for you? You know, it's the line of questioning that women and men need to have for what they really want. Now, like I said, everybody who's listening to this show may not want the ultimate goal of the ring and getting married. And that's fine. If you just want a booty call, then question it to get what you want. I think what is lacking is people do not know what they want to get the right questions so that the actions and the words line up with the actions of the people that they're sitting in front of. I think that that's completely true. And I think that also a lot of times, even if they do have the right questions, they don't necessarily take the other person's answer for what it is. Oh, well, you know, they try and fix the guy or fix the girl that, well, we right. can make a relationship out of, oh, you're just, you're just looking for a booty call? Well, uh, well, you know, I can love him enough that he'll change that point right. of view kind of thing. Right. So. And, and I really feel that, uh, you know, the person has to have or know what they really want before they go into their next relationship. And if they're only getting what they want, their list of what they want by having a bunch of bad relationships to say, well, you know, I don't want a guy who cheats anymore. I don't want a guy who lies anymore. And this happened because of the fact of previous relationships. They're building their list off experience. Now experience is good. I'm not going to knock that. But I'm just saying once you've got your list, hopefully you don't have to take too many bruises, you know, where you're carrying all this baggage before you get your list right as to what you really want to scrutinize these other people who are coming along. I would I would tend to agree with that, and I also think that a piece of it is knowing who you are. Like a lot of times, True. especially nowadays, it's people are defined by who they're with. They turn into who that person wants. So what they want, maybe that guy may fit that mold perfect, but it's about also are you who you are? Are you who you want to be? I think that that's another piece that tends to get lost in dating nowadays, that you become who the other person wants rather than entering into the relationship as a whole person. You're looking for the whole Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire thing of you complete me rather than you compliment me. Right. Like that, that's a big flaw in dating nowadays. Right. Well, you know what? We're going to uh, talk a little bit more about this subject and a little bit more about your book in a minute. Uh, Justin, if you'd hang in there with us, we're going to take a music break for a little bit, and then we're going to come back. And then we're going to open up the phone lines uh, for some of our callers. Uh, but I would like to talk a little bit more about your book before we get into some of the callers and some of their experiences here. Would you hang in there with me, Justin? Sure thing. All right, great. 
And for those of you out there listening, we're going to be taking your calls in just a little bit. But I know each and every one of you, if you're like me, you're looking for that one in a million. Here's Larry Graham. And we're going to show you how to get that one in a million. Inside of Upstone, USA.
to pay tribute to their long legacy at that time. We'll be honoring their musical contribution to the world, and you'll be able to call in and speak to the group live on Thursday, May 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to honor Earth, Earth, Wind, Wind, Fox, Be our champagne toast and tribute to the stars on the Love Zone USA as we spread love all over the world and where you can listen to your heart. And we live, live, and learn, 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 learn. That's right. Earth, Wind, and Fire will be right here live for you to call in and talk to May 31st. And at the end of this month, Miss Shaka Khan is going to be right here. And tonight we are talking about why we picked Mr. and Mrs. Wrong with our author, uh, Justin Nutt, who has written a book entitled The Good Guy, The Bad Guy, and The Ugly Truth. We're going to get into some of that ugly truth right now. And if you'd like to call in, the telephone number is 347-539-5729. We're going to be taking your calls during this segment. So that number, again, is 347-539-5729. I know I have some calls on the line. I'm going to get them in shortly. But let me bring our guest back in, uh, uh, Mr. Justin Nutt. And, Justin, are you with me? Yeah, sure am. Okay, and uh, earlier you talked about the book and talked about uh, your experiences as to why you wrote the book. Uh, the title suggests the ugly truth. What would what would you term as some of the ugly truth that people are not aware of, may not know, and need to be enlightened to? Um, a lot of the ugly truth part is the pattern, the fact that it's not a conscious decision most of the times. It's just from past experiences we experience the bad and it works almost as a reward it's not we may not express that you know nobody wants nobody goes out and says i want a guy that treats me like crap they just end up in it and then they wonder how did i end up here and it's the pattern of repeated bad relationships that's the ugly truth that we may a lot of times we say this is what we want but it's not always what we get and then we try and Form what we do have into something that it's never going to be. Try and take the abusive person in the unhealthy relationship and turn it into the happy fairy tale ending. Mm. Now, when you mention abuse, I always say there are five reasons for divorce uh, finance, sex, compatibility, family, and abuse. Um, what would you, uh, you know, we had a show on this at one time about abuse, and there seems to be a very easy pattern to kind of rule out abusive people. Uh, do you have any pointers that you would give our audience um, as to what to look for during dating to kind of rule that person out as an abusive uh, party? Uh, well, you know, with the 
all the different types of abuse, it's kind of, even when the abuse is actually going on, it's kind of hard to see it. So uh, I would say that a lot of the warning signs is the control, that that's a factor in every kind of abuse, whether it be emotional or mental, verbal, physical, sexual, there's that factor of control. The guy that, or girl that every time that you want to go out with your friends, it's no, let's go out with my friends, or, you know, is texting you 100 times when you go to the store. That kind of thing is, for me, is a huge red flag of, you know, why can't I have my time? Just like you have your time kind of thing. I think that's a big one. Um, The way that a person talks to you. A lot of times it's not so much about what's being said as how they're saying it. So it's kind of to look at the less vocal part of their communication, and that will tell you a lot. If you you know if you've got if the person's got an angry look in their eyes when they're telling you that they love you or when they say they love you they say it in a sarcastic tone that kind of those little things that often go unnoticed because well the you know I know what the verbal's saying but you know those are I think two of the biggest factors the control and the body language are big red flags as long as you know what to look for. I would agree. Uh, that's what was brought out of, about a, I guess we did that show about a month ago, uh, if, if if that, on abuse. And they were talking about the control factor. They talked about, um, you know, that extensively, actually. And uh, it, 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 it occurred to me during that show that a lot of people aren't aware of the signs or not. They're, they're avoiding looking for the signs or kind of gloss over them. And I always say if you pay attention a tiger doesn't change its stripes. It's just a law of nature. You know, I mean, you can act only so well. And I always say there's a real important key ingredient for me here is that women like to be taken to these nice restaurants. I always like to say it's one you can't pronounce like La Florange, A La Grande, Joubonet. You can take an asshole, put him in that restaurant, and he looks like, you know, Denzel Washington or, you know, uh, uh, whoever you want to pick as Mr. Right. My question is, does it have to be in that kind of atmosphere for you to get to know the person? If you start focusing on the heart versus the uh, ambiance around them, because I'm a big fan of the show The Bachelor, and they take these exotic dates. Well, lo and behold, at the end of the show, you know, someone finds out they're with an asshole. <laughs> if you take all of that that camouflage away from a person and just focus on the person. My thing is, we always say on a first date, it shouldn't be any more than a Coke and a smile. If you've had a lot of texting, a lot of emails, da, 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 it should be a Coke and a smile. If this person is going to be, quote-unquote, Mr. Right for you, the second date is where he can take you to La Florange, a la mode, Flabergé, whatever restaurant you want to go to. <laughs> you know, the first date should be, I got to get to know this person and see if those texts, those emails, those phone calls line line up with what this person is and do we have any, what the women want to call chemistry. I consider it sexual, you know, attraction, they they camouflage, people camouflage the word chemistry. I call it what it is, sexual attraction. 
Am I going to see myself in the bed with this person since I spent three weeks talking to them via text, by the phone, at yada, 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 letters, you know, pigeon carriers, all that crap. Now we get in front of one another. Am I, do I see myself with this person long time? One, two, uh, can I see myself with them in a physical relationship? Two, and uh, yeah, women are probably sizing up men for, you know, should I have his baby? Uh, whatever. But I'm just saying the first date. It should be no more than a coke and a smile. And I, I tend to totally agree with that, but, you know, it's about getting to know the person at that point. You right. know, I mean, a lot of my first dates are simple things. I mean, go to the park, take a walk, you know, go, you know, it, I, like I'm not saying dinner's bad, but a movie, that's a terrible first date. The right. whole dinner and a movie, because that's two hours of just sitting there, not saying anything. Maybe laughing with each other, checking out each other's sense of humor. But other than that, you're not really getting to know that person. So that's a terrible first date because, you know, okay, so he likes the same stupid comedy that you do. That doesn't mean that anything else about the two of you mixes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I think we have a call on the line. Would you you, uh, hang in there with me, Justin? I want to take one of the calls from our audience. Uh, we got someone on line one, two, three, four. Line four, Mister Solution from Los Angeles, California. Are you with me? Uh, yes, fortunately I am. Hi, how are you guys? Pretty good. Sorry for the delay. I just wanted to get our guest in and talk about his book and and this show. And uh, Mister Solution, do you have some comments or some? Uh, you Absolutely. Know, uh, you you have a fine show. You you usually do when I listen in. Look. You've been touching on the issue. I want to come at it with a laser beam just to get uh, clarity and lucidity, and that is this, is that, uh, as the gentleman was saying, yes, uh, a a walk in the park and a bottle of water should be sufficient to commence the very vital communication for the purpose of establishing compatibility. This is the gist of the problem. It's, It's a legal problem as well as a social problem. But the gist of the problem is that women are controlling the dating. They're controlling the communication. They're controlling the dating. And we guys might as well admit that, except for the jerks. And I have a letter here I'm going to recommend to you, an article rather. It's called Love Lessons, Decoding the Desire for the Bad Boy. And it's by uh, Natasha Burden. And so the situation is, is that women are doing the choosing, not men. A man may approach a woman But because she's exercising what we call a veto power as the genetic celebrity, she's not exercising original choice power. So right there you have a huge imbalance and a skewing of 21st century women who don't open the the very important uh, communication that most of them will say is a 10 on their list of importance. So that's where the crux of the matter lies, right there. And we can talk about initiating point of contact uh, with strangers because ultimately we do try to relate to strangers. So unless we guys agree upon what the real issue is, we're going to be chasing our tail just like a dog, and we're not going to be getting anywhere. It's like a rat on a treadmill. Until women get the moxie, the intestinal fortitude, to just walk up and say, hi, I'm available, I'm interested. We don't know if they are available. We have to go through a whole lot of unnecessary rigmarole just trying to find out that this person is totally incompatible. 
and incapable of being in a relationship with virtually anybody. So until men deal with that vital point of contact communication that has to be shared by both the man and the woman, you're not moving anywhere. You're in a life or a relationship traffic jam, for sure. Well, I'd have to agree with you, and I've said this a thousand times. You know, back in the day, you went to clubs, singles, nights, yada, yada, yada. Now you have Match.com. Hopefully the person's profile is a current picture, and what they say in their bio is the truth. You have to get through that. Now, take away Match.com, and let's go back, uh, what, 10, 15, 20 years ago? What you're saying is absolutely. If I see a beautiful young lady walking down the street, nothing on her forehead says she's single, she's available, and the third one, is she interested in me? Absolutely. absolutely. And let me just say this, if I may. Uh, Match.com and all these, remember, a broken clock is right twice a day. The uh, human beings made it very well prior to uh, uh, computerization. The computer doesn't help people. What it allows is, and let me just give you a study. A study was done recently. I think it was MSNBC. They did a study on women uh, and uh, computerized dating. And what they found, it was called uh, Love at First Bite, B-Y-T-E, you know, the computer mm, language. Right, and so right. what they discovered is women who went out with men vis-a-vis computer dating who had 80%, get this now, 80% of the qualities that they wanted. The women wanted to hold out for even more, and even the researchers were absolutely amazed because they said, wow, these women should be running for these men. What, 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 what the computer allows for, we call it dysfunction junction. It allows for people to be more dysfunctional. Let me just say this to be very, very candid if I haven't already. Um, women can meet men in their general locality. Okay, men are always available to meet women. It is the women who are causing the blockage by and large. Uh, They need to meet men in their areas. And women have established superficial standards. I I mentioned several. I'm going to shoot you an email, and we can talk about this further. But height, age, cute, entitlement, and he's too nice. Women are rejecting men for being too nice, which is an absolute foolhardy position to take. (laughs) What has happened is we have not talked about this as adults. We can't allow we can't allow women to dominate the conversation because the average woman and and does not know what she wants in a man. She doesn't know. She's never had any 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 opportunity to really know. She's playing a game. That's the reason most women say, Well I want a man to chase me. Well, but the point of it is chasing you is futile, okay? What you should be doing is having this conversation that we're talking about right now, talking about money, money philosophy, conflict resolution, uh, you know, division of labor, and things of that nature, sexual responsibility. See, all of these things are avoided that really are the expression of compatibility. And you can't talk about these dealing with the superficial and non-profound methodologies that uh, modern-day women are utilizing. Now, I'm not saying all men are all of that either, but men are more than women because men are willing to do more than women. Most women practice what we call situational traditionalism. That is a very, very good term. It was coined by a guy named uh, 
uh, Don, uh, Don coined, uh, coined, coined that word. But it's a very accurate word because it shows how women flip-flop and switch back and forth to try to have the advantage. They want all the benefits of when they weren't working and didn't have all the legal rights as men do. And then once they get all those legal rights, they want those benefits plus those benefits that, that were previously. And that is a misplaced chronology. That is out of order. It won't work. And it creates the very conundrum that we have today. So what we're going to have to say to women, you're going to have to grow up a little bit, get a little moxie, start talking to men if you want to be in a relationship with men, and stop playing this damn game. Now, that's the center and circumference of the problem. Well, well, Mr. Solution, hold on, there for a, hold on there for a second because uh, we're going to bring you back in as well. Uh, Justin, you heard our, uh, our caller. What's your, what's your feelings about some of the things that he's, he's stated there? Um, well, with the last point about uh, women not knowing what they want, I think overall a lot, be it men or women, gay or straight, whatever, I think a lot of us know exactly what we don't want, but I think it's true that a lot of times we don't necessarily know what we do want. I find it interesting that, you know, I mean, like everybody would love to have the ideal match and have it 100%, but I think that, you know, 80%. I'd be chasing after it. I mean, <laughs> I did. I, I mean, like, I, you know, my fiance is not 100% of every single little thing that I would want. You know, I love Star Trek. She can't stand it. So, but, you know, it's those things that you're willing to work on kind of thing. Yeah, and I, you know, I went to KU. She went to K-State. So, I mean, there's little things that 80% should be good enough. Um, as for women and um the guy has to do a lot of work to even find out that she's available. I think that that's a large part of, I mean, I hate to put it off on society because society is basically all of us, but I think that there's still a lot of the, you know, women have to be chased kind of thing, play hard to get. You know, if you really think about it, though, women are the ones that are in control of dating more than men a lot of times. For the simple fact that... What's that? But that's just what he said, Mr. Solution said, uh, that they're in control. And, and I uh, agree, you know. I mean, a girl goes out to a bar, she gets free drinks, you know. A guy goes out to a bar, she's got to buy the drinks. And it's, I think it's a society thing where, you know, it's supposed to be equality, but I don't think it really plays out that way. And I think that that's a large problem with dating. I agree with that part of it, of what mm. you said. I, mean, I think well, that, you know, we're all taught from little kids that there's things that girls do, there's things that boys do, and then we get to be adults, and it's okay, you know, we're all equal. But we're not necessarily teaching our kids that a lot of times. Well, to to his point, I, I agree, you know, that you know, the, the women are in control. And to his point about the 80% and then women looking for the bigger, better deal, if I got 80%, why can't I get 90 or 95 or 100%? You know, it's, it's like this never-ending cycle. Uh, man is not good enough. Now, the whole idea of the concept of this show of why they're picking Mr. Wrong all the time or men are picking Mrs. Wrong, I still say it comes down to the questioning, the interviewing, the process that people are using to choose the one they want. 
Now, there should be a certain amount, like you, you, you admitted to. You're not going to find Mr. and Mrs. Perfect, possibly. You know, some people do hit lotto. I, I think there are uh, the uh, caveat of America that does hit lotto. But most of us aren't. Now, that brings to the word communication and compromise. Communicate to the point where you can deal with those compromises of the other person. And if you if you can at least stomach those compromises and work those into your life, then I think you could have a match because to Mr. Solutions point, we're doing the chasing and I will have to say 9.99% of the time men are looking at attraction first. If I see a woman across the room, yeah, she's attractive to me and she needs to be in order for me to approach her at least attractive to me. Now, after that, my list kicks in of the things that I want in a woman. And you can find out if a woman cooks or if she's a microwave queen pretty early on. So you can cross a lot of things off your list so you don't spend a lot of time with somebody wasting time if they don't fit your list. You can still be attracted to them. You know, Miss Fine and never and hasn't seen the kitchen since before Christ maybe isn't the one most men want to be with. You know, if that's uh, uh, something important on the agenda. So I'm just saying those that list you've got to get through pretty quick in your questioning. And same thing with women questioning men, you know, to find out if he's a player or not or if he's serious or, you know, depends on what their level of interest is. Because, like I said, everybody doesn't want a marriage commitment. I would think they would. That would be the ultimate goal after a certain period of time of relationship. But if you're just using somebody for a season, which to me is a relationship as a booty call, then you can kind of surmise that pretty early on. So, you know, I want to I want to talk about more of the sexual, I guess, um, compatibility between couples when we return. Would you guys stay stay with me, uh, Mr. Solution, uh, Justin? Sure. All righty. Here inside the Love Zone USA, we're going to talk about some of the sexual. Uh, you know, compatibility that is causing people to choose Mr. or Mrs. Wrong. But uh, right now, before we get into, you know, uh, our, our next pieces of music and uh, come back with our guest and more of your calls, if you want to call in, 347-539-5729. I'm going to go into some music in a minute, but I want to remind you that uh, Shaka Khan, she's going to be here. April 26th, that's a Thursday, Champagne Toast and Tribute to the Stars series. We're going to have her as our guest, and you can call in and uh, pay tribute to Miss Shaka Khan. We're going to have a lot of special people calling in that evening. As for yours truly right now, uh, this particular next song is pretty uh, special to my heart because uh, I'm not a big fan of women thinking like men. But here it is. I am a fan of this young lady singing, Miss Jennifer Hudson, from the new movie coming out by Steve Harvey, Act Like a Man, here inside the Love Zone music.
Ms. Shaga Khan, who's going to be with us in about two weeks, April 26th. Be sure to mark it down on your calendar and be right here because we're looking forward to you as well as the uh, legendary singer herself to pay tribute to her. As my mother used to say, you know, give me the roses while I'm alive. Let me smell them while I'm here. Well, we want to do that for Shaka and let her fans let her know what her music has meant to their lives. So if you want to express and show a little bit of love, we're going to have the phone lines open all night long. As we're going to continue with more uh, with our guests here inside the Love Zone USA on our show tonight. show is entitled, Why We Pick Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. And uh, before I went to break, I uh, talked about uh, the sexual uh, incompatibility as to why we're choosing Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. And I think sex gets in the way. But before we get back to our guests, I want to remind you, for those of you who want to download this show or hear it at another time, you can always go to iTunes.com, and you can download this show tomorrow and down, download it to your iPad, your iPod, your Android, anything that you can download an MP3 to. It'll be up on that site. I want to remind those of you who drive BMWs, well, we're looking forward to you this uh, coming, I guess, season in September because we're on Stitcher.com, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. You can get us on the Internet, in your car, live, for those of you driving BMWs. I'm sure GM, Ford, Toyota, and the rest of them will be following suit. That's right. The Internet is coming to vehicles. And last but not least, for those of you who uh, have a Roku, you don't know what Roku is, R-O-K-U.com, well, that's a way that you can avoid some of your cable bills. You can check out Netflix and have TV for forty nine ninety five, right, via your Internet or attach it to your, your um, HD uh, TV. That's right. And with that, as you know, during cable or satellite, when I was on satellite radio, uh, I was heard on the DISH network because that was part of Sirius Satellite Radio at the time. Well... Because we are now with TuneIn.com, if you have Roku and you're looking for the music channels, you can check out the Love Zone USA. Tell your friends about it. If they have Roku, they can check out the LoveZoneUSA.com on their TV via TuneIn.com. So I just wanted to keep you updated with all the different uh, vehicles we are bringing to you that we are exposing our show to new listeners daily. I can see it in our back office between the downloads on iTunes, the iPads, the the Androids, the phones, and now eventually the cars, PCs. Well, we're going to be all over the place. So we're just a little bit ahead of the curve. So to get back with our guests this evening, um, before we get into that uh, sexual part of the show, I want to ask our guest, um, Justin, do you have a website um, or how can people go about getting your book? I do. It's um, justinnut.com. Um, I'm actually in the process still of uh, kind of setting it up a little bit, <laughs> tweaking okay. it. But yeah, that'll uh, that'll be the web address for it. Okay. And they can purchase your book at that uh, website. Yeah, I have an online store there. Okay. Um, there's also a Facebook page for it that will have the website on there. Okay, and that's Justin, and then another N-U-T-T dot com? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And I noticed that I was able to check out the book at Amazon.com. Is it available at Barnes and Nobles and all of the usual uh, stores um, online? I don't know if it's been distributed to all the stores yet. I know that it's on BarnesandNoble.com, um, Amazon.com, uh, most uh, big bookstores. It's on their website right now. I think it's still uh, in the process. They can go there and order it, but I don't know that it's actually in the stores yet. And I was just released. Uh, week and a half ago, so. Oh, great, great, wonderful, wonderful, and uh, and if they wanted to contact you, I, I presume your contact information is on your website. Uh yeah, there's actually a contact form as well if they okay. wanted to contact me that way. So. All right. Um, I want to get that link so we can post it up on our fan page as well, and I will get my producer to get me a copy of the. Uh, book cover so we can do that and post it up there it'll be up there ladies and gentlemen uh after this show or latest by tomorrow you'll be able to check it out and click on a link that'll take you right to the website so if you want to purchase it so let's uh justin i want to talk to you real quick before we uh close up about the sexual uh part of choosing mr and mrs wrong and i think a lot of in, in my just humble opinion that a lot of times we choose mr and mrs wrong because during that dating period, um, probably most people get into the sexual encounter, and that kind of clouds the judgment. Would you agree, and how, how does that play into all this choosing the wrong person? Uh, I think that it does. I can say that I've personally fallen prey to that. That um, you Me know, too. When That's it, why I know. You know, I mean, I think we. I think it's something we all have. I actually. Saw a friend had posted a picture on Facebook today about it, and we talked about it. And yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things that it's at the very basics of our makeup that you know, sex is it's enjoyable. It's something that is important in a relationship. And I think that a lot of times people try and build a relationship off of it when that's not. I mean, that's not a good basis for a relationship. So I think it it works great to complement a relationship, but I don't think it's something. This should be the starting point of the relationship. Well, how do you think we can go about having a relationship and eliminate the sex until we dot all the I's and cross on the t- all the T's on the other factors of of that? Because I had somebody say to me, "No sex." No, how did they put it? No sex. I'm going to date with no sex. Now I think guys are probably frustrated in all these dates until the sex happens. Now. If you're keeping the sex from a guy until you dot the I's and cross the T's on his personality, whether he has a good job, or whatever the list may be, you know, I'm sure it's a laundry list on women's side. And on the guy's side, if they have a list, but yet every time they're with a woman, she's wearing something, whether it's sexy or not, if he hasn't had sex in a long time, that's probably number one on his list. Let's get this out of the way. How do you keep keep, you know, eliminate that so <laughs> the two can hopefully come to some type of relationship outside of the bedroom, I guess I want to <laughs> Um, I think that that's something that's different for everybody. I mean, I think that a lot of people, at least today, a lot of people, you know, it's, oh, well, you know, it's third date. That means that we should be doing it, and I, I honestly, I don't agree with that. I've heard a lot of people that they have the three-day rule, and to me, I mean, me and my fiance was, I mean, it was a couple 
months before we did anything. I mean, and it was one of those things where, I mean, we both wanted the long term. So it, I right. think it depends on what you're looking for. If yeah. you're wanting the long term, do you, I mean, if you have a lifetime ahead of you, what's, you know, that 90 days, like you were talking about, to get to know somebody? I mean, and I can understand, uh, you know, being a guy, yeah, there's certain outfits or, that are going to make you want that. But at the same time, it's the, I guess it would be like suspense in a movie where, you know, <laughs> you put it off long enough, hey, you imagine how good it's going to be in three months. You know? <laughs> and, I mean, that's just my own personal thing, but I guess I think for everybody it's different. But for me, it's one of those things that I knew that I want the long-term relationship. I want marriage. I want kids. So I was willing to wait as long as I had to, you know, as long as we wanted to take before we took that step because we didn't want it to be based off of sex because we both understood that that's going to be a bad place to try and start a relationship. So, Do you think a sexual relationship that uh, starts out, I guess, how can I put this? Um, not Well, I guess it ends up that the parties agree that it is a sexual relationship, but then they break up and they want it to be more. Do you think it can ever get to being more? Let's say a good sexual relationship or a great sexual relationship, but a lot of it was lacking on the communication side or various factors for either or the parties to become more than a sexual relationship. Do you think it can ever break that mold? I think you can. I think that there's times where, you know, you may go into a relationship just and, you know, however it sounds, you know, you go in there and that's all you're looking for. That girl's hot. That's all I want. And then over the course of the sexual relationship, there may it may turn into something more. I think that that's very possible for the simple fact that even though you may just be, you know, going out so that you can go home and there's that understanding, I think that it can definitely turn into something more because you're still getting to know that person even outside the bedroom, whether it's that you're actually going out or you're going over there and then before after you do the deed, you're talking. If something clicks, I think that as long as both people, that's what they're looking for, then I think it can definitely turn into that. Hmm. So what would you say are the top three points that you would suggest to our audience from your book that would assist them in helping them to break the cycle, break the pattern, and them moving forward in their future relationships to not end up with Mr. Wrong or Mrs. Wrong? Well, I think uh, the first one is in between relationships, have time between relationships. A lot of people jump from one to the next to the next to the next, looking for that person that's going to be Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. I think that you need that time to kind of process what happened. Um, And during that time would be number two, which is figure out who you are, figure out who you really are and how you really feel about yourself. So when you enter that next relationship, if it's unhealthy, if it's abusive, you have the strength to know that, you know, he may say that I'm ugly. I, I know I'm not, or he may say I'm stupid. You know, I know I'm not. And the third would just be once you're in the relationship, or in dating in general, respect. Give it and expect it. 
And if it's not there, it's not going to work in the long term. All righty. Well, Justin, I'd like to uh, thank you for coming on our show this evening and spending time with us here inside the zone, the Love Zone USA, and uh, sharing your uh, insight with us as well as your book. Uh, and for those of you who are looking to get more information about the book, it's at justinnut.com. That's J-U-S-T-I-N-N-U-T-T dot com. It'll be on our Facebook page, the Love Zone USA Facebook page uh, tomorrow or later on this evening. And uh, you can get a copy of it at Barnes & Nobles and most of the, uh, uh, I guess, online bookstores. But definitely go to his website. And uh, Justin, again, I'd like to say in closing, uh, thank you for uh, coming out and uh, sharing sharing time with us this evening and lending some insight to our audience in hopes that we can repair some of these relationships and people not choose Mr. or Mrs. Wrong. Uh, I really appreciate you having me. All right. Thank you, and uh, we will we will have you back again uh, soon, especially uh, if you write any more books, all right? Okay, thank you. All right, Justin. Thanks for hanging out with us here inside the Love Zone USA. I got a caller on uh, line four. Let's see. Uh, let's go to the phone line and see uh, who's on line four. It looks like uh, Joe Neckbone. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. How you doing? Pretty good, Joe. Uh, welcome yeah. to the Love Zone USA. You're from... Uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Yes, I am. And give okay. a shout-out to Mr. Solution. You know, he and I have been uh, talking a while about a lot of things. I run into him here and there on Blog Talk. But uh, consider this, okay? You were talking about booty calls for a minute. And uh, my my uh, uh, suggestion to you is this. I, I don't think booty calls really start out that way. I think a lot of women, um, I think men generally meet women on a on a genuine level, and then the women talk their way out of it, and it becomes a booty call. I, I just I just don't believe that you know there are legions of men going out there just you know I want to meet you and and screw you and walk away. I, I think a lot of women really do talk themselves out of good relationships because you know being a an older person, you know I go out a lot, I meet a lot of people, and. You you look at a woman, you say, oh, she seems interesting. She seems like she has something interesting to say. And she opens her mouth and tells you exactly how much she doesn't know. And so uh, then it becomes a, a situation where I'm just going to stick with this and maybe, you know, maybe the sex is good or something like that, if you stick at all. So, I mean, you have to take into account that, you know, a lot, and the same goes for men. All right. I don't want to place all the blame squarely on the women. The same goes for men. We talk ourselves out of good relationships by revealing exactly how how much we don't know or, or the mistakes of the past that we may even be making in the present on and on and on. I mean, I don't know if you're single or married, but how many times have you met a woman out and you engage in conversation and find out, oh, she is nothing like what I envisioned her to be? Oh, absolutely, many times. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I probably and they probably thought the same about me. <laughs> yeah, and then it becomes an issue of you know, for lack of a better word, fuck a flight. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's really <laughs> what, it, what it kind of breaks down to. You know? but well, if the attraction is still there, you know, the, you know, you could still yeah. be physically attracted to someone and not have all the eyes dotted and t's crossed in all the other areas, and still want them or be with them physically. 
yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just so funny, though, because a lot of people just, you know, wrap it all up into these categories of just a booty call. I think it's a lot more complex than that. And in, in terms of waiting, you know, I, I, I understand the concept, but as it plays out in this modern society, I, I don't think that um, I don't think that uh, it has the same value as maybe it once did. You know, I, I mean, we're in a, in a world where, in order for the value of waiting to be equal to both partners, they both have to subscribe to a particular belief system. I mean, can you understand what I'm saying? Well, I I understand totally, and I and I want to chime in with a little tidbit that if a guy is waiting a certain period of time and he waited, let's say he's been out of a relationship for about a year, now Mrs. So-called Right comes along and she wants to make him wait a little bit longer, I would tend to think he's probably got a booty call in the background just so he can still date you and and be human and and not yeah. be clawing all over you uh, while he's waiting to have a sexual relationship with you. And and I'm just being real, ladies. I'm just being real. Yeah, this is I think this waiting thing puts a an undue amount of importance on a woman's vagina, for lack of a better word. And you know, it just I just feel like, you know, if you go into a relationship, you as a man should have an equal amount of importance to the sexual and emotional side of it as a woman. And so this whole waiting thing is a game. You're dangling a carrot, you know, in the hopes that this guy will stick around once the carrot's been delivered. And I just, I just don't agree with that. That's a proper way to go into a relationship. When you're an adult, you become a consenting adult. You don't have to wait at all. This is what being an adult is about, being able to make your own decisions in the way that you feel comfortable. But placing this... Uh, you know, this artificial 90 days, 30 days, or whatever, I just don't see the purpose it serves. If a guy is into you, he's into you. And if he respects you, he respects you. If he doesn't, right. he doesn't. Waiting is not going to change any of that, you know. Exactly. So, uh, you know, but, but it, that's just my opinion, you know. I mean, what do I know? I'm just a guy out here. So yeah, I just wanted I, to throw those things on your plate, and uh, I'll sit back and listen I hear you loud and clear, Joe. I hear you loud and clear. And I'm glad you uh, brought your insight and, and, and your opinion to it because opinions matter on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, well, uh, I kind of agree with Joe. That waiting situation, I know it's different strokes for different folks, um, but I think the human touch, the feeling, the loving, the the caressing, the wanting a woman I see nothing wrong with that between man and woman. Now, do you want more than just that? Absolutely. I know you women want so much more. And I'm a proponent that you get it, that you get it. And I know men do want more than just sex. Because we want somebody to talk to. We want somebody to share our ups and downs. We want somebody to cheer us on when we have scored or celebrate something and 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 there's nothing wrong with your criticism of us you know so we take all of that guess where we got it from before we met y'all our mothers so it's natural for us it's natural it's real natural so don't think that is wrong but that shouldn't be all it's about hello knock knock anybody home i'm ringing your bell (laughs) 
or check your text messages. <laughs> On that note, I'd like to thank our guest, Justin Nutt, for stopping by and sharing his insight. I'd like to thank Mr. Solution, as well as Joe, for calling in and sharing their opinions. As we always say, the Love Zone is a place where you can listen to your heart, and we live and learn. As I say in closing, I've enjoyed your company. Hope you've enjoyed mine. But those of you who did, I'll see you another time. Whatever you do, do it with two. It's more fun than one. And don't forget, two weeks, we got Shaka Khan, and next month, we got Earth, Wind, and Five. And I'm going to leave you with this young lady because she talks about what I know a lot of women are looking for. But just put this added to it before Tony closes out with this record. Use the word communication and compromise. And ladies, if you put those two C's together, I guarantee you, you'll end up with Superman. Here inside the Love Zone USA, Tony, hit it. Looks like the clock on the wall, so that's just about all on another episode of the Love Zone USA. We're going to give you a little bit of Superman featuring
So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.